Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we address the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. We're so excited that you've joined us today. We've got a great topic, and we've also got a great question at the end. At the end of every one of these episodes, we do a question and answer time. The questions you guys send in are great. And I just love today's question, so make sure you stick around for that. But before we dive in, Ashley wants to share a recent review. And we so appreciate you taking the time to leave reviews on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening. We read them, they encourage us, and we love you guys for doing it. So sweetie, why don't you share one with us? Sure, so today's review is from Snell4. It's entitled Amazing, gave a five-star review. Thank you. It says, so much truth to these podcasts. Love listening to them to continue to build my marriage. Thank you so much for leaving that. And again, like Dave said, we just appreciate you all even taking the time to leave a review. And before we hop into today's episode, we wanna tell you about this great new resource. Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them and that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Well, I'm excited about this topic today because we're going to be talking about how to avoid pitfalls when it comes to your marriage. And, you know, there's pitfalls in every different facet of life. I actually read a book many years ago by Beth Moore, one of my favorite authors, and it was called Get Out of That Pit. And in the book, she describes how there's really like three different kinds of ways that we fall into pits or things that kind of end up being, you know, harmful in our life. And and she says the first way is you're running towards it. Like you're running towards the sin. You're running towards the behavior you know is ultimately going to hurt you, but you're going there anyway. So you're running to that pit. The second way is you kind of without realizing it fall into the pit. So you weren't necessarily running after it, but you were kind of tiptoeing around it and you fall in. And the third one is you're thrown in by someone or some kind of other circumstance, just by life being hard, you're thrown in this pit and you kind of find yourself there. And as I was reading that book, I remember thinking to myself, when it comes to marriage specifically, you know, it's kind of that way when it comes to pitfalls in marriage that we sometimes run after it by a behavior we know is ultimately gonna hurt our spouse, but maybe we're brazen and we're bored and 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 lonely. And so maybe we go and we have an affair. We we do it because we just we just are wanting to feel something. So we're kind of running towards that pit. But I think there's a lot of times when we're tiptoeing around something, like maybe we're flirting, you know, with another person, or maybe we're looking up that old flame online and before you know it, we didn't go after the pit, but we find ourselves maybe in some behaviors that are unhealthy and harmful to our marriage. And then again, there's other times when there's just hardship that happens to us and we don't see it coming like a diagnosis or or maybe just some kind of catastrophe in your life where suddenly you're in this pit and you're like, how did we get here? I mean, we were doing the right things and suddenly we're in this pit. So we're gonna talk about all those things and how to avoid the pits. But also towards the end, for those of you who are listening to this and you're like, listen, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. Like I, 
you know, I'm in a pit. My spouse is in a a pit too. Maybe you even feel like you're in two different pits. You're not even in the same pit right now. And you're like, how do we even communicate when we're in two different pits? Or we have a message for you towards the end as well. That's right. Yeah. And I know that right now, collectively, as we record this, we're kind of all globally in a pit together, so to Mm -hmm. speak, with the the pandemic, the COVID-19 situation still kind of raging strong. Um, so if you're if you're listening to this in a time where that's that's still happening, then we all can relate to just some of the unique struggles that right. that we're all facing, not only as married couples but uh, as individuals of, of of all kinds and all seasons of life. But even long after that's gone, pits are just part of life. They you are. Know, I would even add in marriage, I think a fourth pit would be the armpit, and the reason why <laughs> I point that one out is because. Uh, when mine start really stinking, oh and, wow! And I get close pungent. to it. Gets there's this pungent kind of goat like smell. He calls it the goat that, smell that, uh, that that it takes on, which is actually say, something your dad came up with, right? The goat or your smell. mom? I can't it's, remember. It's genetic the goat smell, and it can create marital conflict. You know, so like this is not a podcast episode about personal hygiene, though. I have found marriage <laughs> goes better when uh, when I wear deodorant and bathe regularly. So, and you you do have some great personal hygiene, but. <laughs> We've been taking a lot of walks recently <laughs> and you run too. Like he's been doing amazing. He's been running once a day and then walking with me once a day. Sometimes even walking the dog or even walking with some of our sons. And so by the end of the day, it's pretty ripe. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty ripe. And, and I'm kind of nose blind to it. I don't I don't see it. Nose blind. Point, I love that. Point out. <laughs> but we know that there are much more serious pits than just a, a little bit of a little Stank. bit of a little bit of odor. And You're we're right. talking about those those bigger things. And some of them can be small, some can be big. I mean, we've right. uh, had a recent podcast episode that you might've heard with uh, our friends Tyler and Alyssa Gordon talking about overcoming past sexual abuse, which is just a, a horrific example of, of something she was being thrown, thrown into, into a, right. a pit through no fault of her own, just by being, um, being treated in such a terrible way in that circumstance by her her stepfather. And I think sometimes those those past wounds mm-hmm. can create current pits, you know, if we're yes. not if if we're not dealing with them in a way that's gonna bring healing. And sometimes though it's not something that tragic or that deep. It can just be uh, a prolonged season of discouragement or it can be little nitpicky things in your marriage that are that are causing you to be uh, unkind to each other or sarcastic right. to each other instead of really sympathetic and encouraging. And we just have to constantly be self-aware of what's happening in our own life, in our own heart, our own words, and in our own marriage to help each other pull each other out of that instead of pushing each other into those negative circumstances. Well, I think really the first step is knowing kind of what pitch you have fallen in in the past. Because, and we have to be self-aware, like Dave said about this, but also we have to be brutally honest with our spouse in, a, in the most loving way possible about these past pitfalls that we fell for and that we that really caused us trouble. And you might be at a place where you really dug yourself out of that where God has healed you and you're out of that. But I think knowing kind of your your kind of frailty, your own frailty and where you might be, vulnerable and falling back into that pit, it's so important to be aware of that. And and in order to be aware of that as a couple, you have to be honest. You know, the Naked Marriage Podcast is all about honesty, being completely open and honest, knowing each other in every way, right? And so we have to be honest about these things. And there's one in particular that I feel like has really affected more people recently during quarantine. And that's that's the issue of pornography. And we're not gonna dwell on it because we have a ton of podcasts on it. So you can go back and listen specifically to our story, but just kind of to give the short of it, this was a pit that oh, yeah. that Dave had been in for years that I didn't know about at the beginning of our marriage. And so what we did at the beginning that I wouldn't have done had I known about this pit, 
was we put a computer in a basement, okay? So if you had a past porn problem, the last thing you do is go put a computer or any kind of device in a place where uh, of secrecy or, or, or to not have filters. You know, that was a long time ago before we had cell phones that we could take anywhere. But I would say in, t- in today's time, it would be the equivalent of not having any filters, on your phone or your devices. And so in those early, you know, the, the early kind of couple years of our marriage, me not knowing about this, I I didn't even know that that was something that, that could have been, that was a pitfall for Dave. And so here we go, we move into a new house, put the computer in the basement because it happened to be where the best like internet hookup was. And I was just creating, you know, without knowing it, this, this situation where Dave was vulnerable. And what happened? He ended up falling into that pit. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't deal with it the right way. Like I tried to kind of climb out of that pit on my own instead of confessing that I needed help, getting accountability, doing all the things God says to do when you're caught in a cycle of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I just let pride say, no, I'll deal with this on my own. Or maybe it's maybe it's it's uh, it's not even a problem. I knew it was a problem by that point, but I just was was afraid to deal with that problem in a healthy way. And it, it, it took it coming out into the open uh, for us to finally move forward and get healing. And so if you're dealing with any kind of of struggle and secret right now. And right now with the, with the stress, I know that many of us are facing kind of under quarantine and the financial pressures that um, that we're feeling. In fact, next week's episode, tune in. We've got a great episode coming up on kind of dealing with, with finances together in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think a lot of us are turning in this difficult time to things that are making problems worse instead of better. You know, we're, yeah. we're over drinking, we're over eating, eating. We're, um, we're, we're turning to things for comfort in in, a, in an unhealthy way, yeah. and then it's creating sometimes these secret habits that are that are beginning, right. um, that are creating a wedge in your marriage. And so you have to again just be so self aware, be accountable to one another, right? Talk through these things and be very very careful about the habits that you're starting because don't start some habit that you're going to want to quit someday. It's so true. And, you know, I brought up the pornography issue in particular because just the other day I received multiple emails from different uh, different places, like from, well, it wasn't just emails. It was, an e- you know, several emails. And then it was several messages on Facebook. And even on Instagram, we were getting some DMs. And it all had to do with this, this issue of pornography. And it was these wives writing me saying, and it's not just a, a husband issue, but it is, you know, stats say that it is more of an issue with husbands than it is with wives, but it certainly can go both ways. And it was these wives writing me saying like, I thought my husband was over this, but I found evidence that he's been doing this, or I walked in on him doing this. And they're just you know, they're already feeling squeezed, but then to have this layer of of a sin they thought their husband had overcome coming back in their life, it, it can be devastating. And so we wanna talk about this pitfall because maybe that's you. Maybe maybe you've considered getting back into that old, you know, bad habit, or maybe you've been dealing with that. And we just wanna encourage you to stop, yeah. to confess yeah. it to first and foremost, the Lord, he already knows what's going on anyway, but we need to do that. It's the first step in, in having freedom from the sin in your life. But then also as a married person, we have to take that next step and tell our spouse and then be very apologetic, be willing to do what you can to regain their trust and to get the help that you need. And we often recommend a, a great site for this in particular. Uh, it's xxxchurch.com where there's filters and there's articles and there's even, I believe they still have online counselors that can walk you through this. But again, if you need more information about this, you can go back and listen to our episodes on pornography. But that is one that I do feel like, you know, the enemy is having a heyday with that yeah. and really pulling people back into the pit of, of sin, of the sin of pornography. And so we have to be so careful. Well, and part of his 
the enemies lie about it is that it's not a sin at all. Right. And I think right. that that's maybe the most toxic lie our culture has believed that there's nothing wrong with this. This yeah. is just I'm an adult. This is entertainment. Um, don't you're just a, a prude or some kind of backward legalist to tell me that it's wrong. And we could tell you all day that the, the biblical reasons why it's wrong. I mean, Jesus said to look at a woman with, with lust is to commit adultery in your heart. And there are many other places we could point to in scripture. There are all kinds of neuroscience and psychological research that's been done that talk about the devastating long-term impacts of porn. Um, you've got to admit that it's wrong. You've got to yeah. start there. And again, we, we talk a lot more about this in those past episodes. Also our book, The Naked Marriage, where we dive into um, to our own testimony in mm -hmm. greater detail and it's not just a book about porn. It's about thriving in your marriage, but we do spend some time on it. So, And how how Dave was able to overcome that. So we want you to know that there's hope. Yes, But we absolutely. want to, on this episode specifically, we're talking about porn because it is one of those, those pitfalls that it gets so many couples and it causes so much damage. And so we just want to warn you to not fall for that. Yeah. Don't fall for it. And don't, if you're there, don't, don't stay there. Don't think it's harmless. Yeah, and don't stay there. Get the help that you need. But I do think there's some other things uh, that that a lot of people, you know, kind of tiptoe around. And that Dave brought up drinking. I think that that drinking is one of those things where people tiptoe around that pit for a while, and then when hard times come, like time of quarantine, or maybe maybe something else happened in your life, and you got some really bad news, and all of a sudden you go to drinking more than you normally would, and you start drinking more and more, and then it becomes more frequent, like you're drinking more nights during the week, and before you know it, you're 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 falling into the pit of alcoholism, and and so we have to be so keenly aware of our own behavior, and as a spouse, you know, as a loving spouse, if you notice these unhealthy behaviors in your spouse, don't shy away from saying something. Yeah. I think sometimes we we convince ourselves like, oh, it's just gonna fix itself. She's just, you know, it's she's just, just coping. Phase. It's just a phase. It's just quarantine. It's just this, this phase of depression she's going through or it's just this, you know, time of job loss. I mean, he's just coping. It's no big deal. And so we convince ourselves not to say something because honestly, deep in our heart, we're like, I don't wanna deal with it. Like, I'm tired. Yeah, I don't to wanna fight. Numb. Right. And so I just want to encourage you, don't listen to that that bad self-talk because, again, avoidance never solves anything, okay? Yeah. Especially when you see your spouse hurting themselves, when you see your spouse going down that road and saying, listen, I love you. I'm not judging you. Any of us can fall into this pit, but I see you literally, you are on the edge and you're about to fall down that pit. And I don't want to see you do that. And it's so much better, you all, when you are right next to that pit to walk away. And grab, it's kind of like symbolically grabbing your your spouse's hand and saying, I'm here beside you. I'm that person in your corner who is for you and not against you. And and God has better things for you than than you falling for, for this pit just because you're lonely or you're sad or or you're coping. And you know, I've I've been seeing such such wonderful kind of posts on Facebook. And I saw one the other day, especially during this time of quarantine, where it was talking about how we need to be so careful who and, and, and kind of where we go, so to speak, in behaviors, behavior-wise, when it comes to seeking refuge. Because right now there is so much uncertainty and we're all so prone to seeking refuge in maybe maybe some old habits because it feels good at the time. And so, you know, we, we need to be very careful not to to go any place except when it comes to the Lord. I mean, he he is he is our refuge. I mean, he literally is that that refuge where when we're feeling lonely you know, even our spouse can't cure our loneliness. We need to take it to Jesus. We need to go to the cross and say, God, help me, yeah. help me. It's, it is, gosh, that's so, so true. We, we have to be so self-aware because a lot of times 
a good thing can become a pit if a good thing is used in a bad way. Exactly. Um, something like porn is bad all of the time. Right. But a lot of things that will turn to can start out good. Like, you know, food is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I love, Chocolate's I love food. Amazing. Man, it is yeah. so, so, so good. But when we start turning to food to be this like this unnatural source of comfort where we're just or like way overindulging. Right. You know, like, you know, entertainment can be a good thing. It can be nice to just chill and watch a movie, you know, Netflix and chill for a while. Yeah. But when we just overdo it and we start losing ourselves and just streaming something 24-7 and we've lost the will to do anything else, right. that can be a bad thing. Um You know, I know there's probably in Christian circles some debate about alcohol itself. You know, right. I believe that we have a lot of freedom right. uh, to be able to enjoy a glass of wine or whatever is a gift from God. And I could, you know, point to a lot of scriptures that seem to support that. But that's one of those areas that very quickly, when it turns into slope. an overindulgence, mm-hmm. um, can can have all kinds of, of side effects, you know, and yeah. it, it can hurt your health, it can hurt your relationships um, and lead to an addiction. Uh, you know, we had uh, my friend Eric Kennedy uh, here, we interviewed him and Kristen about a month ago on the podcast talking about addiction issues in marriage. And he, he talked about how he fell hard into alcoholism and, and just what that did uh, in his family. And thankful, right. thankfully, he's been sober for a decade and is a great testimony of, of God's healing power uh, right. in that area. But we're not talking about any of these things to try to be a stick in the mud or say, yeah, just don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But to just say, God wants good things for you. Jesus said, I've come to give a full and abundant life. And if we're turning to anything other than him as that source for a full and abundant life, then ultimately we're going to be let down and possibly even harmed right. and stuck in a pit because of, because of turning to those wrong things. And so we just, we have to be self-aware. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values. And you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient. And we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite 
brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, zero sugar kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. I want to talk a minute about another thing that isn't bad on the surface and, and, and done in moderation, but can get to be a really bad thing if we use it in the wrong way or if we use it too much. And that is social media. And you guys know oh, yeah. we are huge fans. I mean, that's yeah, we're on that's our... a big way we do ministry. That's is, how we connect with you guys. How we connect with you all. We love it. We think it is an amazing tool that can be used in powerful ways. But when it becomes kind of like Dave was talking about with the streaming Netflix or whatever, whatever kind of TV you like to watch, when we when we overdo it, we can get lost in some really bad pits and bad habits. And one of those, you know, I talk about this in my book, Peace Pirates, which is available now. It came out on April 7th. And you might as well, you can call it, you know, Peace Pits. It's kind of the same thing is, you know, one of those is comparison and how we can get lost in the pit of comparison is so easy when it comes to social media. And I've heard so many people say during this time of quarantine it's become a little bit more of an issue because they're looking at these people putting their highlight reels on social media and how they're handling homeschooling and how they're handling quarantine and all the little highlights. They're looking at that and then they're they're looking at themselves and they're like, wow, I am totally blowing this. Like I'm, I'm I am it, failing yeah. miserably. I don't feel as peachy as these people seem to feel on Facebook or Instagram. I don't have those perfect pictures of my kids doing all these amazing things or my spouse and I doing creative date nights at home. I don't have that. Like I must be a total failure. And so you have to be so quick to to catch yourself in getting lost in the pit of comparison because it will steal your peace. It's a peace pirate because what happens is we lose our focus. And instead, you know, we could have woken up that morning, said our prayers, and and we feel so thankful for the people that God has placed in our home. And we're like, this is, I can do this. You know, today's a good day. And then you start, you know, getting lost in social media and you're like, wait a minute, we're not doing good. This is not a good day. I'm totally failing. My spouse is a loser. I'm a loser. My kids are failing. We are just totally missing all of yeah. all of these things. And then you start looking at your family, the ones you love the most in a negative light. And then what naturally happens is we don't treat them like we should. We yeah. maybe have more angst in our voice than we were intending. And we're not you know, having the loving conversations and the loving reactions that we would like to have. So please don't fall for that. But there's an even more sinister way that social media can drag you right into a pit when it comes to marriage specifically. And that is when you're bored, and maybe, maybe you're bored even when it comes to your marriage and you start looking up old flames and then you take it a step further and you reach out to that old flame and that old flame reaches back. And before you know it, you have tiptoed around the pit and you fall in and you're caught in an emotional affair. And I hear from so many people, you all, Dave and I both have sat across, you know, the in a counseling room, we've sat across the couch with a couple that that is sitting far apart and they're so hurt. And you hear one spouse say, I never meant to do this. It was harmless. I just wanted to know what that old flame was doing. I just, I was just curious and I never thought that we would reconnect in the way that we did and that I would do the things that I did and hurt my spouse in the process. And so please, please, there is no good that can come from you looking up old flames. Nope. There's not any good. Yeah, there's nowhere, nowhere positive that that's gonna go. And so if that's, 
if that is a fire that you're playing with, then just you're gonna get burned. Back off of stop that. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Stop. Stop it. Nothing is nothing good is gonna come from that. We, we've got a whole episode on social media that I encourage you to go back and listen to if you haven't, because I do think that while Ashley said it is a great great tool, um, it can, when misused, be be something that um, can really cause a lot of damage in your marriage. Yes. Um, but if if you want to use social media for good. Uh, we would love to connect with you on social media. So we're on Instagram at Dave and Ashley Willis. You can search just the word marriage on Facebook and find our marriage page, or you can find us individually on on Facebook as well on, on those public pages. We love to interact with you there. We reply to the messages you send there. And uh, and we're, we love the good that social media can bring, but we also are just aware that it can, uh, it can cause some, some harm. So when we're talking about these pits, kind of a theme that, that has been in this whole episode just to break it down as simply as we can, is to be aware that that small negative mindsets and small negative decisions in, inevitably lead to bigger, bigger negative mindsets and decisions. And on the flip side of that, healthy choices and healthy mindsets will lead to more healthy choices and healthy mindsets. I'm telling you, on the days that I start out by carving out time to read the Bible for a few minutes and get alone with God for a few minutes before the chaos of the day sets in, those days go better because that good decision, it kind of like centers my heart and my mind, the right places. You know, I'm more likely to, I'm I'm more likely to make healthier choices, starting with like what I'm gonna eat for breakfast, uh, am I gonna go exercise or not? And and one healthy choice builds on another, but negative choices tend to snowball as well. And so if if you find yourself in kind of that negative rut, which we've all been in at times, I'm not trying to like preach at you as a guy that's never been there. I am prone to make some stupid ongoing decisions. Um, but we we got to pull ourselves out of it and say, all right, this negative snowball has rolled long enough and I'm going to stop right. and I'm going to start doing some healthier things. You know, it just reminds me of what repentance really is. Repentance is literally just turning around yeah. and walking in the right direction. It's that simple. You know, because so many times we are, you know, whether, I think a lot of times it's because of how we feel. And right now, so many of you are feeling squeezed. We're feeling squeezed. I mean, we take turns having good days and bad days. Right. <laughs> and, and we try to drag yeah. each other out of the pit. Oh, it's my turn to have a bad day. I'm circling the pit some days. Yeah. You know, and Dave's like, no, no, don't, don't walk down that You pit. had a bad day yesterday. It's, it's okay. my turn to be mad. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, as spouses, again, we have to be in each other's corner. And, and really, if, if we see our spouse circling that pit, you know, again, go and grab their hand and say, no, no, don't go down that way. We don't have to do that. You don't have to keep on walking down that direction. I want you to come over here and God wants you to come over here because don't let your feelings be your guide. You know, oftentimes those negative feelings that Dave is talking about, it might as well be footsteps towards the pit. And so what do we do? We repent and we walk the other way and we say, Jesus, help me. And we we need God's help. You know, we can't do it in our own strength. We have to have God's help. And, and when it comes to peace right now, I know you guys are lacking peace, we have to just turn and say, God, help me. You are the one who brings me peace. And he will bring you peace in the midst of this chaos. When it comes to feeling like you're tempted to do something you know is wrong, God is the one who's gonna help you out of that temptation. None of us, listen guys, none of us are beyond temptation. It takes us putting healthy boundaries in place and then really respecting those boundaries and not not crossing them into the pit, so to speak. And, and it takes God's help in doing this because all of us are prone to temptation. And so during this time when you're feeling squeezed, 
you, you have to tune into the Lord and say, God, help me because we need his help. We need his help to make the right choice, to make the, the right decision to repent and turn the other way. And, you know, thankfully his mercies are new every morning. He gives us lots of grace. We need to give our spouse lots of grace, but also, you know, be willing to point out maybe some unhealthy behaviors when we see them. And so, you know, the whole, the whole message of this episode is that we, we just want, we want all of us to not fall for these these things that tend to take us into a pit and just be so intentional and so keenly aware of our own frailty and our own vulnerability and to be willing to turn the other way and to walk away from these pits for the good of for yourself personally but also for the good of your marriage. That's so true. Got a one one final challenge I give before um, we dive into this week's question is that the the friends that you're the friendships you're investing in. I think I think we all have some people in our lives that are prone to pull us into pits and we have friends that are there to encourage us and pull us out and foster the kind of friendships of uh, the, those people that are gonna pull you out. You know, a good buddy of mine, uh, Curran, called me this morning and I was just, you know, walking the dog and talking to him and just so encouraged by that phone call and, and just reminded of the gift it is to have good friends in our lives, even if they live states away, uh, when we foster those relationships, it does so much to kind of keep us on the right track it and does. invite accountability into our lives and, and the encouragement and the laughter that can come when you just have got a lot of shared experience with somebody. But you've got to keep fostering those kind of relationships. So yeah, make sure your spouse is your best friend. Make sure you're focusing on your relationship with Jesus, but also foster friendships that are going to help pull you out of the pit and maybe create some distance from people that that every time they're around, they want to pull you down into a pit. So we've, we've got to make friendship uh, a big part of the equation. So true. I love that. And be thankful. Thank God for the great friends in your life because they really are treasure. Yeah, they're just a, treasure in your it's, life. It's a gift and you, you got to keep keep fostering that. So That's right. we got a great question today. Thank you guys for those who send in questions. Uh, you can send us questions at nakedmarriagepodcast.com. We also get a lot of questions on social media, uh, which we try to, to answer in real time. So send us questions there as well. But the ones we answer on the air are the ones that are submitted through the website. Sweetie, would you like to read yes. this? I love, question? I love the Q&A. So thank you again for sending these in. Here is our Q&A for today. It says, I'd love to get your advice and thoughts on physical appearance slash fitness in marriage. I've been struggling a lot with my husband's lack of desire to be healthy, both in his diet, but also getting exercise. I don't want to sound vain by any stretch, but it's less about weight gain, but more about showing up for us as his best self and wanting to live a healthy, strong life for our future family. While I am consistently working out, walking the dog, etc., he isn't doing any of that. It has caused me to feel frustration towards him and lack of desire for intimacy. Thank you for all you do, listening to your podcast, praying God's blessing over your ministry. Thank you so much for that question. And I think that's a great, honest question that so many people can relate to. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it really, really is. And it's a delicate balance. It is. Because on one hand, as a, as a spouse, we're called to like challenge each other toward toward better things. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, we're also called to, to love our spouse right as they are and to encourage them and to let them know, I love you just, just as you are while also helping them become their best self. Right. And so finding that balance where you're, you're helping him while not crushing him by making right. him feel like, well, I'm not good enough for her. She's not attracted to me. Um, it's a, it's a tough place to to be for both. Of, I mean, I I totally get where she's coming from and the frustration she's feeling. Yes, but uh, it's it's a delicate situation. 
It is delicate. And Dave and I can totally relate to this. I mean, you guys, through the course of our almost 20 year marriage, I've probably had about a 30 to 40 pound swing. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. And, and I've, I've had. And this uh, is not counting pregnancy. Okay. No, no. I've, and I've not been pregnant that I know of. And I've had uh, it, it probably a 40 pound swing. So without a baby, like, so I was <laughs> really, really working overtime. We've had some, we've had some chubby days. And you know what? Secretly, <laughs> laughing in here I, because it's just the truth. I loved the chubby days because uh, more to love. Man, yeah, there was more to love. I was, I was just a, a squishy love machine. I guess oh my I don't know. Not really. I felt, I felt pretty bad, but I also enjoyed eating potato skins at midnight. And so it's like <laughs> you got to live sometimes, I guess. But I, I will say that throughout our marriage, we've tried to, we've tried to find that balance of like being able to just love each other right right where yes. we were in in whatever situation we were in and, and truly meaning it like hey you're I'm I'm so attracted to you right now just as well, you, you are. would always reassure me because yeah. I always like when I felt extra voluptuous which that's what Dave would call it because I would just call it fat but he would call it voluptuous I would I would just be like oh you know I'd have a day where I was eating potato skins at midnight and then I'd be like oh I'm so overweight and he's like sweetie you just you're beautiful and he would make me feel I, good I, I meant it I've, and like, I know you meant it you're like it's I've, just variety it's variety <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like okay but um it made me feel good because let me tell you something shaming somebody for their body is not motivating. Oh man, yeah. It's never right. motivating. And I've learned this the hard way because Dave, I've always loved your body no matter what, but there was this one season, actually right after we moved to Texas, we both had gained weight. That was about two years ago. We were talking with this about, with our friends last night, but we both put on a little weight. I think just eating well, our feelings because eaters. moves are hard. Yes, like, we, we are. We are. Yes, and we are. so like, we'll just, we'll comfort each other over a pint of ice cream. We, and Well, not for me, it's not, for you, it's ice cream. For me, it's, it's honey wheat pretzels. It's Cape Cod kettle chips. Yeah. Oh, anything yeah. crunchy. I eat those too, but you I might, like the ice cream. And you guys know who've listened to the podcast, he hates my crunching. So we may eat this separately. Like he's eating ice cream in one room. I'm eating my pretzels and loving it in the other room along with my ice chips. But you know, so yes, we, we are stress eaters. But I will tell you, you know, it... I went through this phase after we realized, oh, we've put on this weight, we need to do something. And I was like, let's do keto. Let's both do it. And I was kind of militant about it. I like stopped buying anything that Dave loved. And yeah, yeah. And I was, he hated it. Like I was it was so keto. bad. It was not a joint decision. It was that like- That was wrong with me, I'm we're sorry. We're doing keto. And he, here's what we've learned is like, like we, we can join each other in health journeys but neither of us can ever force the other no. to do anything. And when we try, we can't force the framework, the way in the which framework, we do it. Like when yes. Ashley said, "Oh, we're you know we're doing keto, or we're doing doing this program, or this thing, and we're going to do it together." Right. Like for us, that always backfires. But when we each individually find a rhythm that works for us and then support each other in that, yes, then we found that that's been great. And and part of how we've joined each other in that is like we we talk about this a lot. We go on a long walk together pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that not only is is one aspect of like our, our health, but that's something we both enjoy that helps keep us connected. And we're not monitoring what the other one is eating or doing anything that's weird like never that. That's us. never, ever, ever been good for us. Um, we just kind of cheer each other on and yep. whatever the other is doing and try to encourage healthy habits. We also try to like live and enjoy some junk food together too sometimes. Yep. But in whatever season you're in, you have to start with encouragement. Your spouse has to know, first and foremost, I love you. I'm drawn to you. I'm attracted to you. I adore yeah. you. I'm committed to you. I want good things for you. That has to be where every conversation starts. Um, and then 
you know, and then go from there. I know you're you're talking specifically about like lack of sex drive, lack of um, desire for intimacy because you're frustrated by him, or you're you know maybe even though it's a word you didn't use, even like disgusted by mm-hmm. uh, by either his his body or by the habits he's taken on, and you're not drawn to him because you see him as not taking initiative and those things that that you're drawn to. Um, and if he doesn't care, why should you care? And I get that mindset too, but. What we have to realize in marriage is it's never our job to change our spouse. It's our job to love our spouse and to, to help encourage them. And God's the only one along with that person themselves who can ever change a person. Yeah. Uh, and so you you keep loving and asking God to do a work in your heart to say, right. like, Lord, look, while I'm waiting on, on my husband to hopefully adopt some healthier habits, help me be his biggest encourager. You know, help me cheer him on and things he's doing now instead of making him feel like my love is conditional in some ways and give me a desire for him. Mm-hmm. Even in, in this state right now, give me a desire for him. Right. Uh, and and I believe that God will start right where you are. You know, He won't wait for your husband to have abs. You know, you guys can, because <laughs> if, yeah. if that's the criteria, then Ashley would never have been attracted to me. I've always oh had a gosh. little laundry on the washboard. You know I'm but, a leg woman. I love oh, my yeah. legs. Oh well, we yeah, talked you talked about do, this. You do like my legs. <laughs> So. It's an ongoing joke in the family. I told Dave, seriously, I said, if you could have a mold made of your leg, like into a charm, I would wear it around my neck. And that's probably the creepiest thing I've ever said. I've our, looked into it. It's, our, it's, audio uh, near, our, our audio engineer and producer think we're weirdos, but it's an ongoing joke in our family because- Oh, they're not even attractive legs. That's why I don't get legs. it. It's because like the bottom <laughs> half is tan, the top half's totally white. <laughs> There's way too much hair. It's like, I don't get the appeal, but I'm glad you like them. I love them. But that's neither here nor there. But the truth is, I think, you know, with this this wife who's written in, I know we've had a lot of laughter here, but it is a real issue. And I do think it really does start with really asking God to change your perspective. Because here's the deal. What if your husband never changes? You know, it, we can't just keep on holding out this hope that he's suddenly going to want to have abs or, or whatever it is. And so, you know, just loving him right where he is in the season that he's in and really not focusing so much on the physical, but really the good attributes he has that aren't physical, like how he loves your kids if you have kids or how hard he works at his job or, you know, how he does these sweet little things for you and just clinging to that. Because I think sometimes we can become so hyper-focused on these little things that we wish would change that we, we stop seeing the good things. We stop seeing the the really amazing man that he is. And so I just challenge you to really kind of refocus your mind on and, that. And don't believe the lie that you cannot have a great marriage if if he's not in great shape, you know? Oh my because gosh, yes. I'm telling you, some of the happiest couples I know, they don't care a thing about about their, their diet or their exercise. I, know, I, I think we should all work towards health and all, all of that. But just know that like it's God's, plan for love and marriage is is so much deeper than what we, than the superficial. Right. You know, the Bible says God looks, the world looks at the outer appearance, God looks at the heart. And I think that in marriage, we have to look at the heart first too. Yes. And, uh, and then, you know, attraction comes from that. It's like our, our hearts being drawn to each other. It is. And, and, you know, looks fade. I mean, that's just the, the truth is we're already like, you know, Dave's in his early 40s. I'm hanging on to 30 for dear life, in my 30s for dear life. 39. And so 39, 39 holding. living it up, living up the 39th year. But, you know, I mean, we're, we're aging and Actually, we, we you're joke in your, about- Actually, you're in your 40th year, not to be oh my gosh. like too specific. I but, am, you know, but I'm just clinging to the age 39. your 40th year just to get technical. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're already in those middle ages. And so the metabolisms change- 
you know, it's just it's just part of life. And so we got to cling to to other things besides the physical. Not that it's not important at all, but cling to the the other attributes as well. Well, thank you all so much for listening and subscribing and leaving reviews. We just, we love that you take the time to listen to this every week and we hope it's always a great encouragement to you and we hope that you have a great week. We will see you next time. Bye guys.